Welcome to In the Author's Voice. I'm Jeff Williams. Today we're talking with author Ido Kadar about his new novel, In Two Worlds. It's the story of a young boy named Anthony who has autism and can't speak or easily communicate his thoughts until one day when, uh, when everything changes. A couple of important things to note. Uh, Ido has autism and can't talk, at least not in the traditional sense. He uses an iPad to communicate. Uh, this is his uh, second book. His first is a memoir that he wrote as a, a young teenager. And uh, Ido joins us today with his mom, Tracy. Thank you both for, for joining me. Thank you so much. Hello, Jeff. I am delighted to chat today. As, as am I. Uh, you know, most of our listeners, myself included, can't begin to imagine this journey that uh, you've been on and are on and, and all the challenges that you've persevered through and turned into opportunities. What has motivated you to get to, to where, you, where you are today? I want you to imagine being your intelligent, caring self, but trapped by your body in a way that prevents you from demonstrating your intelligence to others. The trap robs you of verbal speech and other means of expression. Yet you listen to everything, and think and learn. My early life was pretty boring, lonely and frustrating. My education was repetitive and remedial. I couldn't communicate my ideas and I didn't know if it would ever change since the experts misunderstood my disability. But at the age of seven I learned how to type my ideas to communicate. This is not an easy process for a motor disability. I still use only one finger to type my ideas slowly, but that transformed my life totally. Imagine the liberation from remedial education to normal education, from silence to conversations, from powerlessness to the realization I could help others. I had to prove autistic people could do it. I felt like an ambassador or pilot project. I was the first in my school district to be fully mainstreamed, to graduate on time with honors to take AP classes. Others have followed. But more, I had to break through the wall of expertise. As you read in my book, In Two Worlds, our educations are dominated by unproved theories and powerful experts. I felt it was high time someone with autism told the experts the truth. I felt a burning need to help my trapped peers. It was in me always, but with communication and my supportive family, I finally could begin to change the paradigm for autistic people. I'm just uh, amazed, uh, amazed by your by your perseverance in all that you've done, Tr- Tracy. What has helped you and your husband to overcome the challenges of of parenting a special needs child, especially especially Ido and 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 his special situation that that you had to find a way to kind of break through to? Well, I think uh, my husband and I were talking about that. That really always you're working the problem, you're looking at what's going on and trying to figure figure out what is best to do. For me personally, his early years were really difficult because we were very much following the recommended methods and they did not seem to be working well for Edo. Most of the great successes for him were discovered by us or discovered or told to us by Edo later after mm-hmm. he could communicate. If I had relied really solely on what the experts were advising, he would not have made his communication breakthrough. Yeah. And that changed everything. Edo, I know from reading your biography that you are also doing advocacy work now as a member of the Board of Communication First. Um, what do we mainstream people, for lack of a better term, really need to better understand about autism and, and, and those who have it? Communication First is a 
civil rights organization for all people with a communication disability, not just autism. This is a largely overlooked group. Too often people associate the limited speaker or non-speaker with being a non-thinker. This is hugely unfair and discriminatory. Not talking is not the same as not thinking. Communication first wants to make sure that the rights of people are not violated because they communicate by alternative means. It helps to understand that many different neurological conditions might all be lumped together with the umbrella name of autism spectrum disorder. What I mean is that people commonly believe that autistic people have no theory of mind, meaning no empathy, no insight into others, and so on. I know that this may be true for some individuals, but for a large portion of those diagnosed with severe or non-speaking autism, this is not correct. We have insight, good language comprehension, and good understanding of issues, but we are trapped by a motor system that is not responding well to messages from our brains. It is a motor action to handwrite, to talk, to gesture, to show facial expressions, my body is not reliably obeying me in these and other areas, despite my telling it what to do. Worse, my body obeys its own impulses too. Like Tourette's, it charges forward and ignores my pleas to stop. Autism can heighten sensory input in certain ways, which at times can be overwhelming. But the final challenge is that experts misconstrued my issues as being cognitive and language processing, not motor. So my early treatments were unproductive and unhelpful. In, uh, in your new novel, In Two Worlds, uh, it is a fictional story of Anthony who has autism and, and can't speak until a day when his, his life changes and, and truly gives him voice, um, his feelings and thoughts kind of for the first time, and how that changes his life. Uh, you write in the foreword of your book that you are not him and, and he is not you, but um, please share with us a little bit about uh, Anthony's story. I have to state that while Anthony isn't me, we have a lot in common. Obviously our disabilities are the same, and our early experiences are the same mostly. I used my experiences to understand him and to describe the professionals, and others, in his life realistically. But there are differences, because I invented Anthony and his family. I learned to communicate at seven and Anthony waited much longer, till the age of sixteen. My mom was more intuitive than his, that's for sure. But Anthony is a victim of autism theories. He is smart, insightful and funny. But no one knows, except himself, and the reader. He is misunderstood by his family, his experts and educators. By everyone. He lives in a heightened sensory world that offers him a kind of psychedelic escape from his life and he is unable to communicate or show he is intact inside. He fights in passive-aggressive ways, but he's unable to lead or break free because of his own messed-up motor system. But his life changes with communication. The person who teaches him to communicate, Marina, is open-minded, respectful and understands him, unlike any prior individual in his life, and through her instruction he learns to master the movements to type to communicate. It is no easy journey. The experts have no intention of being wrong, but he has every intention of making his own way. You mentioned Marina, and there's a part of the story where Anthony meets her. She's kind of, a, I guess, maybe a non-traditional uh, therapist that uh, Anthony's parents take him to see. 
where he makes his first breakthrough and associates it uh, in a manner, so to speak, with his birthday. Uh, not the day he was born, but the day that he started to feel connected, to feel he had a stake in the game of life, the day he began to show a, a personhood that others could see. How was that experience for you? My breakthrough was with my mom, actually. It was quite different from Anthony because I was working on birthday invitations and I was writing words she spelled out loud for me. But sadly, I was too fine motor disabled to hold my own pencil then, so she had to help me hold it. I was seven. But at some point I spelled a word before she told me the letters and she realized I was moving my own hand. She tested what she was seeing and it became obvious it was me spelling. It was emotional. But here's the thing. No one believed her or me because she helped me to support my pencil. It was essential I learn how to do it on my own, which I did, pointing to letters on a letter board, now a keyboard or iPad with no tactile support whatsoever. It was a process, but my instructor, Soma, made me realize it was possible, and I progressed from that day with my mom to typing on a keyboard, on a tabletop, on my own. However, I must say, my movements were more compromised at seven. I could never have done it without help. I needed my mom to see it was my thoughts, and she saw. My progress has been substantial in independence and fluency, but it was always me and my thoughts. Thank God she saw. It liberated me. Tracy, what was that time like for you with this momentous kind of breakthrough or epiphany or however you might describe it? Um, it was in many ways shocking because we had been taught that his disability was a language processing disorder um, and a cognitive disorder and we were told that he didn't know words. So I was telling him every letter and he would write each letter and then when he started spelling whole words um, I realized that he knew how to, to uh, spell, which meant that he knew how to read, which also meant that he knew how to understand. So it became a kind of a, a moment of just uh, kind of dreams come true and very emotional because we were able to have a conversation. I asked him why he never showed me before, and he wrote uh, under my hand, he wrote, I didn't know how to. Um, but the hard part after that, as he said, is that it, it really was not, it was not believed. So it became a, a big struggle to help, to help make sure that he had the skills that would enable people to actually see it for themselves as well. And I'm, I'm, I have a question for Ido coming up here too, but did, did you feel like, were, were you always having to try and convince the, the therapists and the experts that what what you were seeing was was real um yeah i mean it, it, you always have to but at some point it becomes ir irrefutable but what Ido has always said is that the experts have have no clue um and they and his frustration is that because they they have a theory um they don't they don't want to listen and part of what he he and other autistic typers advocate for is to say look you have to listen to us. We we have autism, and you, a person without autism, can't tell us what autism is. 
Um, but part of the problem is that because so many people are are so locked in, they they don't have that that ability to unless people get really specialized in instruction, they they generally cannot break through that communication barrier alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it is a a very severe disconnect between thoughts and motor system. Um, it takes a lot of a lot of practice and a lot of work. It's not like somebody with autism can just sit down and start typing. Sure. Ida, um, with the awareness of your, your first book, your memoir, Ida um, in Autism Land, Climbing Out of Autism's Silent uh, Prison, created that created awareness, and with the additional awareness that will hopefully follow from the novel, what impact do you hope to have on how autism is viewed, and especially on on how treatment modalities are, are, are viewed and, and, and changed? This is an important question. I want there to be a real change in early education and expectations regarding our potential. I think about how frustrated I was as a child and how frustrated many are today. Had my disability been properly understood and treated at an earlier age, maybe I could have progressed motorically more. I certainly would have been less frustrated had I been taught to communicate at a younger age, and that would have been good too. No one should be denied the right to communicate his thoughts. It is a crime against humanity, in my opinion. Try to not communicate at all, in any way for just a few hours, and experience the frustration. Then imagine that lasting forever. I hope to help people understand that not talking is not the same as not thinking and to assume competence in those who may be trapped, as I once was. Tracy, have things changed since Ido made his breakthrough and have kind of and folks have been forced to kind of look at 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 this in a different different perspective? Yeah, I think things definitely are changing. When Ido first uh, began communicating, he was very much a, a pioneer. And, you know, people use the term one in a million because there were so few. Um, and now there are more and more and more. And so with numbers increasing, um, people have to have to start looking at, at things differently. Um, there's uh, I do believe I do believe that um, change will come because this is true. Ida, what do you hope that, that readers take away from, from your novel? First, it's a good story. Anthony goes on a journey of growth and self-discovery, and the reader goes too. It takes the reader into autism land, into silence and sensory buzzes, into oppressive theories and the benevolent dictatorship of opinionated do-gooders. It tells the truth about my kind of autism, because I know autism. I breathe it every day. I hope this book reaches those who never thought about autism, and it opens their eyes to a maligned group of humanity and their struggles to show their intelligence and get a normal education. I hope that thousands more can be liberated too. I know that not everybody is the same, but many more autistics than have currently learned to type to communicate and get an education have the potential to do so. It is meant to open people to embrace those who are different because they move strangely and don't speak. Finally, I hope readers will enjoy the book for its literary merit. I can tell that from reading your bio, you are definitely uh, keeping busy. Are you, are you working on another book? What, what's next? I am working.
working on another book as well as helping to develop an online class to help other autistic people gain the skills needed to communicate and end their isolation. I have some time right now because like everyone else, I'm on quarantine. My goal is to keep educating and advocating, but to keep my challenges varied and fresh. I enjoy writing different types of things because I stretch my skills. In Two Worlds was a great challenge because I had only written nonfiction before. I came to know my characters inside and out, to love some and to not love others, to invent a family and a boy's life. It was an incredible experience to write it letter by letter in my slow painstaking way. I thank you for this opportunity to reach to people who may never have thought about autism. Ido, you are certainly an inspiration, as is your work. Um, In Two Worlds is is out now. Where can listeners go for more information about the novel and for more information on on autism? My novel, In Two Worlds, as well as my memoir, Ido in Autism Land, are available on Amazon, in Kindle, eBook, and Ido in Autism Land is also available in Nook. I blog at EdoInAutismLand.com. To learn about autism, listen to autistic people. The literature is full of books by professionals who have never lived one moment silenced by their bodies. They may mean well, but they sure get a lot wrong. My fellow autistic typers and I have lots of hope that change is on its way and we can be the leaders of our own liberation. Uh, Tracy, with, with the... With Ito's success and, and, and the work he is doing and with the, with the uh, breakthroughs that, that you made, uh, that the two of you experienced in, together, um, what, is, what is your hope for people that read about your, your son's story and his life and what he's doing now? What do you hope that, that folks take away from, from his experiences? Well, I think it's what we've already seen. Ito gets mm-hmm. letters from people from all over the world saying that, his books and blog and and other and his other advocacy work has changed their lives that it inspired them to pursue communication for their child um, who is now communicating and it gave them hope so I think that that's really one of the key things a lot of families feel exhausted and hopeless like they're just treading water but when you can start communicating with a person, everything changes. And, you know, many of these young people then are able to access a normal education and pursue their own dreams, even with assistance, mm-hmm. but they're able to uh, to live a much fuller life, and that makes for happier families, too. Well, Ido and, and Tracy, thank you very much both for sharing your time and, and your story with us. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure and an honor to, to talk with you today. Thank you so much. Okay. It was my pleasure, and thanks for this opportunity. That's Ido Kadar and his mom, Tracy. Ido's new novel is In Two Worlds. For this edition of In the Author's Voice, I'm Jeff Williams.